Hello, I am Zelda Volkov and you are listening to the Oh My God podcast. This is a space where honest conversation and raw interaction takes place. In these 25 minutes, I interview badass trailblazers and industry leaders about the things that they had to overcome to achieve success. The challenges that they faced as human beings first and as industry leaders second, leaving you with actionable techniques and takeaways to implement into your life immediately, taking you from where you are right now to where you want to go. In this episode, Zelda interviews Betty Gulko. Betty is a fellow podcaster, soul searcher, fashion icon who has made a brand for herself on Instagram and beyond, such a Betty. She's a mom, a positivity seeker, and a pleasure to chat with. We know you'll love this episode. And once you're finished listening, make sure you listen to Betty's podcast, Chat with Betty, anywhere you stream your podcasts. Now, over to Zelda. Hello, Betty. Welcome to the Oh My God podcast. Such an honor to have you here. Thank you, Zelda. I'm so excited because the last time we spoke was actually on my podcast. So now I'm like sitting in a different seat and I could kind of chill. I get a little bit intense with my like professionalism. So now I'm on chill mode. Thank you. I know. I could totally understand that. Yes, I'm so happy to have you. And I think you're one of the coolest, funnest, um, wild people that I know. And I love, I love that. I love that about you. And uh, I want to, I want to pick your brain. I want to inspire our listeners with your, with your philosophies, with your life, with your achievements, with your challenges. You know, this, oh my, my, the oh my, oh my God podcast is really, I created it as a space to really have real raw um, and honest conversations that perhaps not everybody really uh, hears about often because, you know, I feel like when it comes to trying to achieve and trying to create and trying to, you know, have success, a lot of people, we always see people at the top, you know, we already, we see them after the fact. And of course, nobody gets there just by doing nothing. You know, there's so many failures and there's so many setbacks and there's so many challenges and there's so much. And I feel like the reason why I created this is because I wanted to understand, uh, to help myself and other people understand that we all are human. We all, nobody um, is immune to challenges. Everybody has them. Mm-hmm. And it's usually the challenges itself that actually help us get success. And without challenges, we actually do not even reach um, optimal success, in my opinion. And so um, it's just, yeah, it's just an honest, raw space uh, for people to connect to, to your story and uh, who you are. So why don't you take us back to um, Betty maybe five years ago, 10 years ago, <laughs> childhood, how, who are you and where did yeah. you Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much because I completely, as you know, resonate with everything you said. I value that so much. And I think that that's kind of a space that's missing in a lot of our knowings today. Um, And I'm so grateful for that opportunity because again, usually I'm on the other side of the table and I definitely have a lot to share. I have a large story, if you would. I'm from Memphis, Tennessee and I was born there, raised 
automatically into a very dysfunctional, to say the least. It was very abusive in many facets. And it's kind of something that I have yet to fully disclose. I've said a little bit here and a little bit there, and I kind of hint to different things. There's a number of reasons for that, but part of it is I was never ready. That's the truth. It was never something that I felt was appropriate, so to speak, considering, you know, my social media space. After I found a little more safety within myself, it was kind of like, okay, when's the right time? How to broach it? Like, I'm not the type of person that just gets on the gram and starts chatting on stories all day, all night, like random. I kind of always am like, there has to be a meaning. So I always felt like, you know, I wanted a bigger purpose and I still do, you know? Um, so I'm kind, I'm kind of wetting my feet. I'm kind of getting there. So with this podcast is kind of going to be really, to be honest, the first time I share more that to you, because I feel like we are on the same page with this kind of road and direction of letting our true selves come out, which is such a challenge for all, all kinds of reasons, right? Absolutely. I'm the oldest. So with that came a lot of motherly roles at a very young age. I was in and out of foster care and I was kind of in that system that many Jewish families or in our circles just really don't know about. Um, And I'm like having a hard time talking about it because it's really very, very personal. And um, yeah, it it was a big road and there was a lot of bumps and it was kind of just survival mode for most of my life. And once I'm totally fast forwarding, once I got to high school, you know, I'm, I'm mature now, I'm of age, and I kind of live with different families and was deciding the direction that I wanted to go. And I knew that it was important for me to go to Israel because I didn't have any real sense of self in terms of Judaism and um, where I wanted my life to be within that world. So I raised money and I, and I went to Machon Gold in Israel. And that was my first time like actually away from all of this situational, circumstantial things. Um, you know, of course I've been to Atlanta and I've been to Miami and I played basketball my whole life. That was a big saving grace for me. So I definitely traveled, but it was never anything substantial. So I'm in Israel, like this totally like eye-opening place, little girl from Memphis who doesn't know anything. I like think I'm like so cool, but meanwhile, I'm like, oh my God, there's like Jews with black cats, there's Jews with beers. I mean, we saw this, but it wasn't in your face all the time. Like I never knew what Chabad was. I didn't grow up around that. So it was really um, overwhelming in, in the beginning. Like, whoa, all these girls from New York. <laughs> it was like a whole different world learning about different personalities and different upbringings. So it took me a while to adjust, but it was fun and it was exciting. And then basically mid-year, I just started to kind of buckle down, if you would, and decide, you know, what's my goal? And really for me, my goal, I always wanted to take on more religiously. So I started to do that. I started to focus on wearing skirts, Uh, dressing more modestly and, you know, paying attention to Kashris more and Shabbos and then, you know, learning. Where did you learn? 
where do you first, uh, you know, figure out religion? Like initially? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I went to a Jewish day school growing up and I was surrounded by Jewish life, but a majority of Memphis is modern, but that doesn't mean that we're clueless. Like, you know, it wasn't like I was in public school and I didn't know anything. I definitely was involved. It just was one, my specific situation with my family life. Plus the fact of like, I just wasn't practicing. I guess it really has to do with the personal family because there's pretty plenty of families there that are modern, but still very well versed. You know, they're just either will eat out not kosher or have a traditional Sabbath, wear pants, but still go to synagogue or drive to synagogue. You know, yeah. and that's an out of town type of thing. I think I was around it and I was very involved in NCSY, and I loved it because I'm a social being and I love just meeting new friends and getting out and going away and having fun. I was always like a party type of girl. Like I just love to be out and go and just be happy and doing things. So um, I was very involved in that. And I think it was just something inside of me that knew that I wanted that lifestyle. What, what did that mean? I don't know, or I didn't know. I still don't know. <laughs> it's still a question of what, but just more, I'm very spiritual. So I just wanted more. So while I'm at this stage in Israel, I started to learn more and just concentrate more on what, what it was I wanted to learn. So, um, yeah, so I came back to Memphis for the summer and then I went back for a second year because I really felt that it took, I need more, you know, I need more. It took more time for me to get started. So it was kind of like, ah, I was also taking courses at Turo College to kind of just get my feet wet and get started with the college world. And I came to New York. After that, I came to New York and I completed Turo College. And psychology is, was always like a part of my mind and always something that I was natural at. And I just find it fascinating. And I love people and education and children. So I majored and minored in psychology and education. I worked to grade six and special education. So I finished my degree, which for me, considering all the life <laughs> situation that I didn't go into detail, but it was a very big moment for me. And I was just so proud and excited for myself that I accomplished this. I mean, just the fact that like I graduated high school was a very big deal. Like I didn't show up to school. If I showed up, I wasn't paying attention. Like it was very hard. You know, I was literally the mother of my siblings. Wow. And I wasn't available, you know, for anything. So yeah, I, I really focused. I studied hard and I concentrated. I knew that was a goal very important for me to get a good degree, get a career um, and be wow. able to provide for myself. And that was and going to Israel, it seems like was also so it was so important and it like a, a such a shift because I feel like for the first time you were one like everybody else where you're mm -hmm. not a mother to anybody. You were taking care of yourself. Yeah, so that's why it was really challenging at that time because it took me almost the whole year to get to that shift. Right. I mean, people were still calling me in the very beginning, like telling me things about my siblings. And I'm like, I'm not the mom. Like, you know, <laughs> I'm away. It's a very interesting story. You know, we'll, we'll go into that as a focal point later. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it was 
bittersweet. It took a long time to get to that space. And even to today, to be honest, like when things go wrong, I mean, it's like this um, subconscious thing that pops up. Like, you know, I get like anxious and nervous and you feel bad like a mother would. And it's, it's a very, it's, I think a lot of oldest siblings have a similar right feeling. Wow. Yeah. Really incredible. And it definitely shows, uh, shows your courage and your strength and your, you know, your story is, is really fascinating. And uh, first of all, thank you for sharing that. And uh, really, it's really incredible. So you got, so you came to, you, you graduated college and then you, you got married and built a family. And then how did such a Betty start? How yeah. did your Instagram? Uh... <laughs> yeah. So we got married and I started my master's program through Turo as well. And my husband, Usher, started his law school at Hofstra. So while we were doing that and I graduated, I started already working in the field of psychology and education. I was working um, at Yachad Ibdu, a program through the Orthodox Union, and lots of different programs, Women's League and special needs field, which then translated into me working as a behavioral analyst, doing applied behavioral analyst therapy for children on the autistic spectrum. So I was doing that full time and I started my second master's and I'm like, I'm a boss, babe, I'm gonna do this. Like start my own private practice, I got this. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, like I really don't wanna do this. <laughs> I was literally like, this is so rigid. I just can't be doing this full time. I, I was exhausted. I was just not happy. I mean, I love it, meaning it's very much my mindset. Um, and I loved learning and I always loved learning new things, but it was just the monotony of the practice and being a creative person naturally, it just wasn't working for me. And I didn't realize that at the time because growing up, I never was told or encouraged to be creative. It wasn't like, oh, you're creative, be an artist. So you should paint more and make money from that. It was like, you go to college and you get a real degree and you provide. So that's what I did. Right. And it wasn't like I'm some brilliant creative person that it was obvious, you know, I should paint paintings for my life. But um, I was always into fashion and cute and stylish and fun. Like I love that stuff, but it was kind of just known to be, well, that's just who she is. So I'm in New York and I'm like, hanging out, meeting people, networking, and going to museums and the fashion and all this stuff. And I'm like, oh my God, that people do this? <laughs> like, literally, I'm like, people do this for their job? This is so cool. So I was working in Crown Heights at the time. And I just was becoming, you know, fairly known within the people and meeting people and having fun and networking. So I just put myself out there. Legit, I'm like, I'm a stylist. Wow. I'm a stylist. <laughs> and I just reached out and was like, can I collaborate? Can I connect? Can I intern? Can I come and just do your styling for your photo shoot? And one like led to 10, led to full time, wow. which then I, you know, stopped working as an ABA therapist. And it was a dream because like editorial creative styling space is so fun like zelda it's like you get to just be so out of the box that's oh my, like it's so you it's so it's absolutely so, you and that's incredible that you had 
the guts and the courage to to go for it, even if you even though you didn't have necessarily um, like the traditional um, schooling. Uh, schooling or or any kind of whatever. However, I guess schooling, yeah, education uh, for styling or whatever it is. But because it, it was so natural to you and you felt it in your being, you didn't need any of those accolades and those certifications to tell you, oh, you're good at this. You're this is for you. Whereas you actually put aside what you did go to school for, what you were, you know, what you did have, um, you know, your certificate, your credit, you know, your certification for, you put that aside. I think that's incredible because most people are stuck in the fear zone. You know, they're stuck in the place where what's I'm not going to be good at it. What's if people are not going to, um, you know, take me seriously. And what's if I, you know, I'm not going to do well. They're in that like imposter syndrome area, even with education and even with the correct training and even with the correct, um, learning they're still you know they're they're still plagued with anxiety and stress that people are not going to take them seriously they're not going to succeed they're not so i think it's incredible that you had this confidence and this strength to just stare fear in the face you know like okay i got this and even if i was doing that what, what, how, did, how did you do that like what was going on in your head in terms of that yeah i think it's just a personality trait i think that listen, don't get me wrong by any means. And I'm the first to admit this. I have a tremendous amount of anxiety um, and angst and nervous and worry and comparison, all that stuff that's so debilitating or it can be. Um, but there's this huge side of me that's just like confident and is just saying like, who the cares? Like, go and do it. You got this. Try it. What's going to happen? And I think it's just that, like, I know my inner, inner self. Like, I know that I have this strength for my voice. I know that I'm very deep and spiritual and wanting to grow. So, like, my podcast is my jam. Like, I'm so excited about that because that's kind of what I've been wanting to do forever. Not, like, showing everyone what I'm wearing every day, even though that's amazing but it's missing things for me. Um, so I don't really know. I think it's just a little bit of a ballsy personality that I just had that. I maybe because of my upbringing, because I had to do that. So therefore it's kind of like the same mentality. Like I have to do this. You don't have a choice, Betty. I, I don't know. It's interesting. By the way, I wasn't getting paid for this in the beginning. Right. So I quit this career that was paying very well to start this other field I didn't really know what was going to make of it, you know? Right. Um, That's amazing. That's honestly amazing. And I think more people need to realize that. I think it's also a matter of not taking ourselves too seriously. You know, mm -hmm. if, if I do it and I fail, I'm going to look like a failure. I'm going to be humiliated. I'm going to look, you know, we take ourselves so seriously. Like we can't fail. We can't, um, you know, not succeed. We have to have the success story. And I think that, sets us back because if we didn't take ourselves so seriously we look at ourselves like a regular person that okay we fail we fail we fail and if we succeed then i feel like it may be easier and at the same time i think it's all about balance i think it's about not taking ourselves so seriously but then also at the same time saying you are amazing you are deserving you are worth all the effort and all the um you know the risk and all the strength that it takes to go after your dreams it's kind of that like really beautiful blend to have that, you know, sensitivity to, towards our uh, feelings, but also 
it's okay if you fail and it's okay if you know it's an interesting dynamic very yeah. cool it's really amazing still very, hard. still very hard because you take if you take a chance i mean listen it depends where you're holding in your life you know you want to fast forward to today it's a whole different <laughs> it's a whole different ball game but yeah right it definitely absolutely what would you say is currently your biggest challenge oh wow my biggest challenge today would probably be hmm, in my work, my work lifestyle. No, oh, in general, in life. In general, in life. Um, feeling like I'm doing enough, which is ironic because I do a lot. Right. But I guess I chose that ultimately because there was a lot of things I could have chosen to say. But I chose that because there's a lot of things that I want to accomplish and there's a lot of things that I want to accomplish better that I'm doing now. And I get in these ruts and these moods of like, I'm not doing it right, I'm not doing enough. And ultimately I think it comes from a comparison space. And there's other things going on in my life too that I want it to be better. And it's not, I think it comes from being hard on myself and perhaps like this perfectionist department. Um, and then ultimately it makes me feel like I'm not doing enough. And I'm kind of like, you know, how old am I now? And I, I only have this and I didn't have that. And I didn't do that. It's like negative instead of, oh my God, Betty, you're amazing. You did so much. You accomplished so much and you're still growing and you're still doing like, calm down. You're good. You could take a day off and just like watch Netflix. It's okay. But I'm just too hard on myself. Like, why did you do that? You wasted time. You didn't get on the gram today. You're supposed to be on every day. You know, you're not going to go your business. And it's like this, I don't know. What do you think, Zelda? It's, it's, you know, I feel like it's your go-getter personality where you're, you're, you're ambitious, you have goals, you have dreams, which is amazing. You know, most people are not like that. So you're definitely like a high achiever and a go-getter. And I definitely think that, you know, I feel like I'm the same and we are hard on ourselves because we have, we know our capabilities and we know, um, we, you know, like they say, you're either your worst enemy or your best friend and you, yeah. your mind could really be encouraging you, being patient with you, being compassionate with you, or you could really discourage yourself and beat yourself up and, you know, put yourself down. And it's really, the question is, what are you choosing to be? Are you choosing? And it's like a constant battle for me, you know, where I'm like, what am I choosing today? I could beat myself up that I didn't do this, 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 but that's also not getting in my own way. That's not going to help me. Um, right. you know, like how would you talk to your best friend or how would you talk to your husband or how would you talk to the person that you love? How would you support them? That's really how we should be talking to ourselves. No, it's so ridiculous. Like if I was talking to you, I'd be like, shut it down, bitch. Like we got this, like go get it. And me, I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's pathetic. I know. I know. But like, your podcast is amazing, Betty. <laughs> so cool because looking at you just from like, just if someone would look at your Instagram persona and just briefly without actually, you know, they'd be like, Oh, like this fashionista, you know, this blonde babe, like, you know, very like just flashy and like so cute and funky, but your podcast, I feel like puts like this perfect blend to you because it really gives you this um, depth and this, um, you know, really like an eye into your mind and into your soul. And I think that that's, um, your interests, you know, philosophies. It's so cool. I think it's amazing. And um, definitely. You literally couldn't have said it better because that that's exactly, yes. Thank you. Yeah, you're Marketing welcome. Marketing done well. 
<laughs> so you can leave. I know our, our, my podcasts are very short, but if you can. I know, girl. I still have a hundred things to say. Oh, we're, well, we're definitely going to have you back on. But I want, if you could leave your, the listeners with something um, motivating, inspiring. You know, people are, are stuck. People are, you know, some of us are, I mean, all of us in different times of our life feel a lack of motivation or feel stuck or anxious or stressed or, you know, like we, we're just not in alignment or we're just not feeling like our life, that we're living the life that we actually want or deserve or feel like, uh, you know, we want in our head, the, the life that we believe that we should be living. So someone like that, 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 that wishes their life was different. What would you, what would your, you know, maybe something you heard that, that, that saved you or something that was your personal, um, you know, inspiration that helped you through the dark times or what's, what's something that you could share, you know, with our listeners? Yeah. So there's so many things that I could share and um, I definitely have goals to write a book. <laughs> really, it's a big plan in my head. Um, but what I would say just to get started is first and foremost, get organized, get organized with your thoughts, get organized with your thinking, positive and negative pros and cons, and just start to get to know yourself, become aware of really who you are, and then you can understand where you can go from there. Because we have such chaotic lives, we are so overwhelmed and busy with every little thing possible. Unfortunately, sometimes much of it is unnecessary nonsense. So if we can get focused, zero in, and realize where we're holding within ourselves, our true selves, start being honest. I mean, listen, it's just on paper. No one's going to know about it. I think then you could start to say, okay, let me start with, I don't know, number one, and just start tackling that, meditating, concentrating, tackling that one area. And little by little, it'll just start to flow and fall into place where perhaps you want to go and how you can get there. That's just something I would start off with. That's amazing. That's incredible. I definitely agree with that. Like a self-evaluation or a self-audit totally helps us clarify. Otherwise, we're constantly just in reactive mode. We're just responding to everything around us. We don't even know. We're not even in touch with truly what our wants, what our values are, what our desires are, because we're just so busy reacting to everything around us. And it's so, it, you said it so well, like zeroing in on what actually matters to us. And we're not going to be constantly reacting. We're going to be coming from a place of control and power. That's amazing. That's beautiful. Yeah. Betty, yeah. this was sweet and short, and we're definitely going to have you back on and hear your story for real, like your depths and your secrets and your real story. Yeah. I absolutely would love to um, hear more of that, and I'm sure there's a million sort of incredible, fascinating pieces to your life, and I'm excited right. for your book. I'm, well, girl, I'm excited to <laughs> just get page you know, 10 done, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I know that. I know that feeling. I also started to write mine, and um, it's it's a tedious process, but it's also so meditative and reflective, and I think it's healing to write. Yeah, it can definitely be healing and lethargic, but at the same time, you know, if you're not ready for it, it can be very daunting. Like, OMG, for me at least, there's so much that I just don't remember, or I don't know exactly, or I'm unsure. So for me, it's like, f like. I don't, can't really write that chapter because I only remember one part of it. So it's a lot of research for me, you know? Right. A lot, a lot of probably reflecting and a lot of, yeah. 
going back to that space. Yeah, it's definitely, I could totally imagine it's training for sure. Uh, well, Betty, thank you so much. Such an honor. It's, you literally um, um, elevate my vibration. You know, like I always feel so good when I talk to you and see your face. Oh my God, I love you. Are you going to go jogging now? I'm go I came back from jogging. I'm actually oh, okay. another interview, but then I'm going to go take a shower. Oh, okay. No, I'm like, did I elevate you to like go running? Because I'm like, where are the chips at? You know what I'm food. You're so, you're such a good spirit, such a good vibe. Um, ah, thank you. I really appreciate that. And thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm excited for our listeners to hear this. This is a great, this is a great one. Okay, have a good day. Bye, babe. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Oh My God with Zelda Volkov. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please make sure to leave a review, share it with your friends, and subscribe so that you don't miss next week's episode. Tune in next week for another interview with another badass boss.